DJ doesn't have a mic in front of him. I like the whole thing about Back to the Beatles, how they changed the world, whatever. The whole thing about... Like, well, the, the world so, was so, changing. I mean, the world there, there was a groundswell. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they were part of it. No doubt that they were a huge part of it. They weren't... Like, they weren't the only ones. They weren't yeah. the only ones. They, they weren't the only cause of it. They were yeah. they were riding away, and they were, they were instrumental in it. And I don't want to so downplay that. It. The music. Hey, yeah. well, it's kind of um, like the Beatles. So, well, just the whole like idea of like celebrity culture and like celebrity worship that we see today, mm-hmm. right? Like, from, I mean, yeah, it was definitely there in like sports and stuff, but like music, like the whole idea of like rock gods and stuff, and just like how the Beatles, like Brian Epstein, like marketed the heck out of them, where they got to the point where like you had the four in one image of like the mop top haircuts and the suits, yeah, and then breaking all up fabricated the, yep. for by for them by yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. Like their their manager was all of, he's the one that created it was yeah. all about the market. Oh yeah, I mean John Lennon was all about uh, Elvis before that. He wanted mm-hmm. he wanted motorcycle jackets and long hair it's and rockabilly. And, yeah, it's rockabilly. the rockabilly look. Mm-hmm. And then Buddy Holly mm-hmm. and then Dylan. Wait, what did you call face. that look? Rockabilly. rockabilly. Wait, are you sure it was a rockabilly? Yeah. Um. So the other one that is so and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it that they liked so it was Buddy Holly and the Crickets was yeah. the band. And yeah. they thought that's that they crickets the was a yeah. double was a was a joke. Yeah. And then they found out it wasn't, yeah. and they came up with the Beatles, spelt the way they do, yep. because of this joke yep. that wasn't actually a joke. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just the crickets. Yeah. Because they're yeah they're the quarry men, and then the silver Beatles, and they mm-hmm. spelt it like the bug. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, let's do the Beatles, and they mm-hmm. actually had like little antennas on their first logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. But I mean, so we talked about their influence they had on sound systems and and film. I mean, the mm-hmm. thing is, like, they had so much other. Everybody's so got to watch on. Hard Day's Night. Help! Magical so Mystery wanna... Tour is really weird because it's like your little brother did a high school like social studies movie project. Yeah, that's basically what that is. I like to touch more on the sound system. So, yeah. uh, what what specifically changed with the Beatles on the sound system? It's more of a matter of how sound was designed for mm-hmm. venues and for, uh, for actually doing that. I mean, was it for like, venues or was it for home and auto? Well, and well? even in like the recording studio too, stuff they did. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, they, they were obviously recording in some of the, the best recordings. Which they invented even, like eight, even recording. now, e- even now people say Abbey road and they immediately think of the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. They don't think of every other musician that yeah. has ever recorded there and all the yeah. other amazing things mm-hmm. they've done. And like you talk about musicians who are like, oh, I was in a slump. So it's Abbey Road. It's like Mecca, and, th- mm-hmm. and that's just it. Is is it? Everything has changed when you think about that, mm-hmm. because that is the imagery you have. Literally, everyone goes there, and it's like, oh, I got to get the picture of me crossing the street. Got to do it. Check out my Facebook profile, <laughs> pick on Instagram, pick everybody. Yeah. Oh, have you? Uh, you got a picture crossing? I do. Road. I dressed up like George Harrison too. He literally wore clothes and everything. I wow. did. Yeah. He put on clothes. I know, crazy. That's so different because I mean, he's totally sitting naked. Yeah, right I now. am. There's a little bit of draft with the fan going on, but by I the way, I'll make it through. If you would grab a, a wet one and just wipe so the seat just, off before you, I'll do that serious, for sure. We had about a 20 minute solid conversation about the Beatles, and then I hit record, and the conversation pretty well stopped, <laughs> which is always what happens. Yeah, why happens. I said it, I said it about five minutes yeah. before we started recording, like I should have been recording this. And we didn't. And I was like, oh, this conversation's really good, and you I'm know, enjoying it, so I don't want to ruin it. Well, it might take off. Why do you have to go all... Well, it hit the yeah. point where conversations tend to, like, wind down. We can wind DJ it back up. naked. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but this... Well, I mean, the Beatles did write a song <laughs> called... <laughs> he was the one who said, I don't know if I want to go here right now, everything. but you go back to the that. White Album, when they're, like, hanging out in India and stuff, Paul was 
pull out his gu- acoustic guitar, hang it out in like the jungle, and he saw a couple of monkeys like having sex in the middle of the road. So he wrote the song, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? I'm so glad that's recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Ringtone. <laughs> He's going to be better than Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Which mic? Which mic are you talking about? Josh's. <laughs> <Josh's. laughs> yeah. Which or, or, or Mike Michael. Mike, Michael. Mike drop. Mike. Boom. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So, so, yeah. Oh, anyways, but what? Okay, this comes back because like White Album, they did the eight track mm-hmm. recording machine or device. Where like before when they started out, they had to record everything basically on. I don't even think it was four track then, but they had to do. They recorded their whole first album live. In like one day, that's why like you listen to Twist and Shout, John's voice is shot and it's hoarse and like it made the record, but that was like the last take, I guess that that's the story at least. So what I, again, what, where this all kind of started was talking about that. Um, it, I don't believe that the Beatles are, are overrated. What I, what I believe, what I do believe though, is that the Beatles exist the, when, when I talk to people like the Beatles exist exactly the Beatles exist in that time period and in that zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. They would not be successful if yep. they were to come around in the modern age. And that's a different, yep. completely different argument. It is. But it's totally different. Yeah. Which was I like, totally agree with that. Yeah. It, it, and it's one of those, like, it's 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 almost hard to even comprehend or understand. And everyone can mm-hmm. go, well, that's true with everybody, but their songs are so good. And that, that's, that's true. They do have really good songs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they have a lot of other people. But, again, you look at even that style of music. It, it came around at that time, and it it was a really big change. Nowadays, but I mean, at the same time, that that time that was there was so much change in the entire industry, the entire sound. Everybody was changing, and granted, well, they were they were driving some of it, but they were following some of it too. I mean, because there were there were bands and artists that were definitely on the forefront of 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 the sound, and the Beatles were kind of following it. I mean, one of the problem, one of the things that why I say that the Beatles are a little overrated is they, uh, you know, they're not. They did some things that seemed really out of it and whack, and you know, backtracking and double tracking and echo tracking. I don't know what the fuck technical things they did, but they were being done by lots of people mm-hmm. and by more talented people. I mean. I mean, just take a look at what uh, Hendrix was doing with, with what all that, and uh, and Clapton, and and they were creating music that was that was far and away. Now the Beatles, though, they were hitting the sweet spot. They were coming out of their boy, boy band era. They were really hitting their stride, their their uh, mu- their songwriting uh, experience, and and I agree, they are fantastic songwriters, but. Uh, I just think the the overwhelming choruses of of uh, they're the best band in the world ever. I I think I agree with you, uh, Karsten, that it was a there was a band for a time, and they were the best band in that time. But you know that there's so many people who claim that they're the best band ever. I I'm just not sold. Barry, may I ask who you think the best band ever is? If you say undefinable. You say Jeff Goldblum, I'm punching you. No, no, no. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is a Jeff Goldblum is a is a fine artist. He's a great piano player, and um, 
DJ, are you laughing <laughs> at that? I'm totally laughing at you right now. He has I think LP. That... He has my LP. Don't make him play Don't. out. God. We will play Jeff Goldblum album. <laughs> Let's take a rain check on that one. The yeah, amount please. of daggers coming from Barry's eyes into... Jeff Goldblum is a good piano player. He's a great j- jazz you know player. You a better back... jazz piano player? H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin. <laughs> Wrong. Incorrect. Uh, You're um, incorrect. We're right. Yeah. We're outvoting you, Barry, so... Um. Okay, you can outvote me, but you can't outvote reality. Okay. Okay. Calm down. I knew about H. John Benjamin as a jazz piano player for years. You had to tell me about Jeff Goldblum, so (laughs) let me just tell you that. (laughs) Fine. You're right. But this is the thing. It's like it's getting back to... No, the... Okay, like your commercial exposure level and how much like we value mainstream things like people who get to a certain level like i guess like you look at even like rap today like drake is like the most successful rapper makes the most money but a lot of people say kind of the same thing like yeah drake's nowhere near as good as like somebody like childish gambino or even like people at a more local level who i can't name because i don't even know who they are right sure but you have great musicians everywhere and music is everywhere and there are people constantly innovating, but it's the people like the Beatles, the groups like the Beatles who are able to share it. Well, I mean, I guess my whole able to project it with like the whole world. They get the credit because they're in that position. It's like the British Empire got all the credit because they controlled the world. It's like the Roman Empire got all the credit because they controlled. It's kind of the same thing. Sure. I mean, back in the 80s, the Roman Empire controlled the world. Yeah. But yeah, my my whole point is everybody is so quick. This is one of the, the problems I have with it is everybody's so quick to crown a king. Mm-hmm. And that's I think it's that's wrong. So because it's let me finish this thought quick and then I'll let you go. From the guy that doesn't let anyone I was going to say. Yeah, really. <laughs> Carry on filibuster. <laughs> Got it. Um <laughs> I think the fact that the fact that the Beatles are crowned as this undisputed king of music is just ridiculous because I think if you if you look at them as artists, if you look at them as music fans, that they wouldn't want to be crowned as king. That they would be want to be part of a music, you know, uh, co- community. Their and goal was like if you read everything they said, like their goal was to get to the toppermost of the poppermost. That's what they would say on their like tour bus when they were right. driving and around the UK. Like they wanted to be the greatest, and they ended up being the greatest. So I don't think like they would disagree with. I don't think okay. they would agree with what you're saying. Sure. Well, I'm, I'm completely bu- wrong. I mean, I think Barry feels like Pete Best here. I mean, God. Yeah, I know. Terrible. <laughs> because of because of the, of the four of us, I'm getting paid the least. God damn it. Um, uh, anyway, so the the point is, <laughs> I f- <laughs> no. What? Finish your thought, filibuster. I will, but he jumped into my thought. Well, uh, the point is, I don't think you want to you want to talk about the best musicians in the world. People that keep talking about like, hey, Beatles the best, Beatles the best. Ah, fuck that. You know what? They're not the Bach. best musicians, Bach. but you, you got not overrated. <laughs> like we're having two different arguments. Like you best know, musician that, doesn't Carson. mean no. I, the same as I'm saying being overrated. Like they're two different. Like you can I, be overrated and be like a really bad musician. They're a great band. Be a, like, they're the a best great musician. band, and they wrote a lot of great stuff. I think they're overrated because. Uh, I too many people without personalities just say, "Oh yeah, Beatles are my favorite band." I, that's the thing. We were just having a conversation <laughs> yeah. about the Beatles, and the whole episode is just starting back up. Yeah, I'm gonna release this as a mini. That's Great, just an odd mini. Like, hey, this is just an after the fact. So you can hear it all get heated back up. 
But the thing that I want to bring up, and then you can go back to whatever it is you guys are doing <laughs> after our conversation, is um, you can't leave. This is for you, <laughs> man. <This is> <sighs> okay, well, while Barry's leaving... <laughs> I think part of the whole Beatles thing is that like the people that aren't as passionate about music and you know don't get into it as much as we do have learned from our culture that if you ask about a favorite artist and you say the Beatles that you get some cred for it and you get some acknowledgement of knowing music and, and I think th- oh. that some people just need to like know the 10 to 15 songs that they like and they know them from the Beatles and that's enough for them and that's fine. Well, I think also going a little bit further, I think there no one really argues that the Beatles had a significant amount of imp- impact on the music. And so if you were to say, I don't have to go real deep. There are, there are people like us that are the weird ones that want to try to dig into music and right. actually find the stuff that you really like and find what's wrong with some of the stuff. There are some really great songs that are also terrible songs. Oh yeah. Like terrible lyrics, terribly written. There's a lot of reasons why things are good and a lot Mm -hmm. of reasons why things are not good. Most people don't want to dedicate that time. It's kind of like, are you going to read the book or are you going to watch the movie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can tell you most people watch the movie, not watch the movie. So, Oh, Barry's back. That explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah. But so when you talk about that, you can say this band has huge influence. Here's where you can see the influence. And all you have to mm-hmm. do is dig paper thin and you can mm-hmm. go, wow, it is here. Yeah. Cool. Now I know information mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. I've watched the movie. And I think that's a little bit different when, when you're talking about that. Why the Beatles have that staying power again. People can see it. People can feel it. The one that, that I really enjoy is like you talk about metalheads. Metalheads, when you introduce them to classical music and they actually listen to it. It's fantastic because, mm-hmm. again, it's that same. You can feel the influence. Mm-hmm. Listen to Vivaldi. You can hear the influence in modern metal. That's just that's just the way it is. You can hear that throughout. The, There's so the much streaming. Tchaikovsky in metal. It's, it's fucking insane. Yeah. So what I was going to say was also music is secular. We're going to have the same conversations. We're going to see this in what's old is new again. Mm-hmm. The Beatles right now are at a trending point. Nirvana is picking back up. People are going to go back to saying Nirvana is their favorite band in yeah. very not too long. What's your favorite album from the 80s? It's going to be Thriller. And everyone is going to have these. Well, I don't know about that anymore with like Michael Jackson. That's true. The new like, stuff yeah. out, it might change yep. it. But also at the same time, none of that information is really new. And people yeah. still he still That's sells true. really well. Yeah. That was I was going to say, eventually around. that will fade from the public mind and it'll just turn to the music it's, again. It's right, right now, people are thinking about it. And they've mm-hmm. done a lot to kind of suppress some of those things. But again, you look back on the horrible things musicians did in the '60s and '70s. It doesn't change how mm-hmm. we feel about those musicians now. Because you ever read about Chuck Berry's history? Mm-hmm. He has some real weird stuff. Didn't he like marry his like a 13 year old or no. something? No, no, that's that was Jerry Chuck, Lee Lewis. That's Jerry Lee Lewis. But Chuck Berry is. He like went across state yeah. line and okay, yeah, yeah that was more, yeah. more than yeah. more than yeah. That. more than one. But see, I think that that's the thing with music is that you can know a lot about a musician and a lot about not great things about a musician, but the second you hear that song and you get that emotional response, all that fades away, and that's so, all you're thinking about. So again, I'll go back to using Nirvana as the example. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Everyone loved Nirvana. I love listening to Nirvana. Mm-hmm. For a while, I probably thought it was my favorite band, but only for a brief second because honestly, at the same time that I was really old enough to maybe understand some of the emotions of it i was also taking a music history class and i got into bach and honestly listening to bach bach's little fugue in g minor is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you haven't listened mm-hmm. to it listen to it literally find that way that you like to listen to music and take it in it is 
such an amazing song. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, I love hearing it on organ when someone who actually can play organ. Yes. If you can't play organ, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Right. It's kind of like listening to someone learn to play violin or oboe. Oh, God, just don't do it. But <laughs> congratulations for those that have mastered the craft. Mm-hmm. And for that, hearing Box Little, if you can And those who are practicing, keep practicing. Keep practicing. In closed doors. Right. <laughs> exactly. Soundproof but, but, if you can. But we again, got keys to the church if anybody wants to. <laughs> exactly. Jump um, on the organ tonight. Yeah. We'll, we'll find you keys to a church. And uh, I think going on from there, we... You look at Nirvana, it's going to become a reoccurring thing where people are going to start saying Nirvana again. You're going to have those ones that people have the biggest the biggest argument for. And when you look at it, when I have I have an ongoing conversation, which at some point I'll probably have, like, what is the most influential band of the 90s? I probably wouldn't say Nirvana. But what's the best selling? Well, they're probably up there. Which ones are some of my favorites? I still really enjoy it. The raw passion and the raw emotion just can't be touched by so many other things. Well, and that, let me ask you this. if If it's not Nirvana, who is it? For what? For the most influential I'm bands. Saving that for another episode, man. Uh, I have that one. I will. Talk I think about it too with time. Nirvana and with Beatles, and I think probably even with Michael Jackson. Although I know less about that area, but um, it's it's a combination of the people and the band, but it's also so much more than that, and the culture mm-hmm. at the time, and the way that the waves are going. Mm-hmm. Be, like looking at Nirvana, I mean, they started off and they were fucking terrible and they were opening for bands and people were ignoring them and then slowly but surely they started becoming like the picture of grunge which grunge took off in the 90s and then suddenly they were like the big band and the influence well it's also and so like- it's not just the band that's coming together i mean and i'm kurt cobain could write a lyric and like there's talent there but there's also a lot of other stuff happening and that's the same with the beatles as well well once you know uh, Nirvana got hooked up with a record contract, you know, and, and Butch Vig was producing for mm-hmm. him. Uh, he got them to rehearse like they'd never rehearsed before. And yeah. he was, he, you know, he said in, in interviews, he's like, they rehearsed six months before they recorded that album. And it showed every minute of rehearsals in that fucking album. And there are people in the industry who remember when they first heard that record and they were like, Oh my God, this has changed recording history. And it was, and it was big. It was huge. And I, I under, I, I'm but, not but trying to overstate think- the importance of Nirvana, but, but I mean, they, they really turned the, the, the style of but music. But again, going back, even listening to like, there's interviews with Dave Grohl that talks about their song writing. There's difference between being tight musicians and then also still like the song writing mm-hmm. and in the song writing. They wanted it to have the complexity of simplicity, which is the way that there's a term that I've always been drawn to mm-hmm. where you're doing something incredibly complex with the simplest tools. And right. how do you write within that framework where you have these incredibly powerful emotions and lyrics and the poetry that all goes into it all while staying in the most simplistic music you can. You be Bob Dylan. Right. <laughs> We're not going there, man. Not right now. But what I'm saying is that but that's just it. You look at some I'd like to eventually get home tonight, so So I mean that that just just looking through, whether it's the Beatles, whether it's Nirvana, whether whatever musician you want to have, and for all we know, the next one could be on the air right now. It could be Drake. Drake could be the one twenty years from now someone's gonna say, Mm -hmm. Oh well, you know, who's the biggest artist of this time? Mm -hmm. And it could be. And and part of it is to everyone's that what's kind of been said part of it's the marketing part of it is who rules the world they write the history but i mean again it's really hard to say one way it is the part that really comes down to it is people exist within a zeitgeist musicians and art exists in a zeitgeist 
and when it's released in that zeitgeist, it's incredible and it'll stay. But if you release it just a little too late, mm-hmm. it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's a good thing to wrap it up on. <laughs> if you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.